I'm a for recording a second, engineer. I thought that the tall guy was introducing himself as Dornick, and I was like, that's a bold face fucking lie. This right there, here is Dornick. Emily, this might be strange for you as someone named Emily, but more than one person can have the same name. It was, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, I, it was. I forgot that you play everybody but us. Bardic Mystery Tour, season six. But don't worry, there's nothing that you missed. Season five, you see, just doesn't exist. We're just trying to keep the numbers in line, so we skipped right over season five. We're back to Dreamland, sir, and that tricks. So we're gonna have to call this season six. Bardic Mystery Tour is a fifth edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm playing Kemen, the fear bulg. He's a big guy. He's a half giant. He's got blue, pale, dusty blue skin, and he's got flappy little ears, and he's got cut-off jean shorts and Birkenstocks. You know, he's kind of like a little hippie, and he's got a familiar crow. Uh, who's a raven who, you know, flies around with him. And he plays a bass in the band Dream Lancer. Hi, I'm Brayton, and I'm playing the bard Staff. Staff is a changeling, and he's a student of personalities. Right now, Staff is deep in study, gallivanting around the world as Dream Lancer's guitar player, the shifter named Scrapper. Nobody knows of Staff's secrets. Hey there, I'm Nora. I'm playing Soft Wind in the Trees, a.k.a. Windy Snowy Mountain. Windy is a tabaxi snow leopard, and she is really more interested in stories than she is in anything else. But she she is playing ukulele, and she's the lead singer for Dream Lancer. She's looking forward to her next memento that she can grab on the road. The band is also traveling with their giant gerbil dog, Lars, and their trusty steed, Valerie. Oh, we got Valerie back? We sure did. No horse left behind. I remember that. Where was he? Valerie was in Dresspit. Yeah, but like at that bar, didn't we like tie him up at the bar and just peace out? Yeah, I thought somebody cared about you guys and kept him in a stable somewhere. I think Even yeah, Jean, was jacket. Jean Jacket. Yeah. Uh, was it Jean? Yeah, he's like, I took care of your horse for you while you were gone. Genie's a solid guy. So what's happening? Dream Lancer finds themselves on the road again after they've taken a six-week hiatus with their good friend Dornick Half-Dragon to record their album. In their state of recording, they cut themselves off from the world, and maybe they don't know all of the current events that have been going on. As they leave the recording studio, they travel with Dornick Half-Dragon to the next town. On the road again. Were we recording back in Ot Ot? Um, no, Dornick is going to take the recordings back to the studio and mix and master them. But you guys went to a woodland retreat cabin to really immerse yourselves in the process of getting this album taken care of. Even though Ot Ot is a great place to do your recordings. Oh, heck yeah. Do they make us do like team building activities, low ropes courses, trust falls? Yep. That knot where you all like grab each other's hands, but it was really stupid because there's only three people with the posable thumbs. 
Like you have for Easter with the eggs in it? No, that's like not bread, right? It is no, it bread. Is bread. It- Who was the best at team building? That's what I want to know. Who yeah. was the best team builder? All right, everyone roll a team building check. I'll bet you it is a charisma-based check. Like a deception check? Except for you're probably not, you don't get your proficiency bonus. All right, I got a 20. I got a 15. I got an 11. All right, Scrapper, the clear leader in team building. Scrapper builds teams better than you've ever seen. Does that mean we're a better team? I don't understand. I think if you're going to run around bragging with like your arms up like victorious, I don't know that we're going to feel like a better team at the end. I put it all up to the great connection I have between me and the drummer of the band, Lars, and the recording engineer, Dornick Half Dragon. Oh, yeah, I should roll for Lars. Lars got a 14. He's a good team builder. He is, though. Dornick probably is a good team builder. Everyone feels like a more tight-knit group now that they've recorded an album together. Yeah. Did we play two truths and a lie around the fireplace? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Steph plays that game as three lies. How many times did we do that skit where we had to say, like, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? I have to go wee! (laughs) But there aren't enough people to participate. So, like, everybody is in every skit. Yes. <laughs> There's no audience. It's just, just us. Valerie. It sounds like we went to summer camp. Pretty much. For six weeks. That's pretty good summer camp, you know? You were vigorously recording an entire album that you wrote while you were on the road. Dornick turns to Dreamlancer and says, Guys, that was a really great session. A really good recording session. I'm going to take these back to Audot. I'm going to get them mixed, get them mastered. I'm going to get you guys the Matrixes, and then we can, uh, you know, sell them at your merch table at your shows now, and you guys don't have to just offer that one Matrix that you had. Righteous, dude. Can you send it I'm back so to that excited. guy we met in Bardstown or whatever? What was Bakersfield? the B-town? Bakersfield? Bakerstown field. Yeah. Can we send it to him, the magical Matrices dude? He can disperse. Maybe he'll sell a couple copies. Yeah, I'll make sure I send him something. Since he's only like three days walk from Audot, I talk to him on a semi-regular basis. I wasn't in the band then. What, what's the name of the guy you guys are talking about? Maybe I heard about him from my previous band. Great question. I'm not so good at names, but I'm going to start to work on it a little bit. Model Lichen. Model Lichen's Magical Music Matrices. That was the one. Oh, yeah. I heard he's got a real good shop. Yeah, Dornick's like, so anyway, I'll just uh, hang out with you guys so we get to the next town. And then um, I'll head back to Audot from there because, uh, you know, it's on the way, probably. Cool. We probably even came through this town on the way to the camp. Man, I'm going to miss this camp. You think we could come back sometime? Yeah, it's my parents' cabin. We can stay there anytime. Just um, we have to check the schedule. They... um. It's like a, they do it like a timeshare kind of thing because they own it, but like they let other people use it sometimes. So, all right, right on. Like Air D and D. Yeah, Air D and D is weird. That's like, um, hey, I'm traveling through town and just looking for people to play once. Actually, that's a really cool concept. I bet you like five bucks that would like work out. In fact, they might do that on like D and D Beyond somewhere. Yeah, but you know why it's called Airbnb? Why? Because whenever Airbnb was founded. Like they were using airbeds, like blow up mattresses. And for a while, it literally had to be a blow up mattress. So people would have a guest bed, but they, in their listing, they would put a blow up mattress on top of the regular mattress. (laughs) 
So you think Air D and D would be you go play D and D with people on an airbed? I feel like we made up this concept, and anybody from Wizards of the Coast that takes this and sells it and markets it under any name, like Adventures League or anything stupid like that, you owe us money. Yeah, patent pending. And if you call it Adventures League, probably we're the first ones that said that. So we probably owe us money for that. And we're sorry to the listeners. We're going to have to post date this episode. We recorded this a long time ago, and it's conveniently coming out now. Just now when you're listening to it. Yeah, that was a pretty cool cabin, Dornick, but I'm ready to get back into the world and play some live shows. Yeah, nothing's quite like playing live music, you know? We need to go meet some more people and hear some more stories so we can write some more banging songs. Exactly. Writing songs that mimic your personal experience are the ones that hit home the hardest because they mean so much to you and the listener can feel that and it conveys its own meaning to the listener. And that's what makes it art. You should teach at the local university, man. Yeah, we don't have a local university. We have a local recording studio, and I own it. You've been to all the local towns. They're all shitholes. I don't know. The one where the Mage Bowl was was pretty cool. That at least had a big sporting facility, you know? Consville. Yeah, Consville's known for their sports. That's where they had it last year. Yeah, it's not in the same place every year. I'm just a big Mage Ball fan. Yep. Getting ready for Mage Ball 17, you know? Mage Ball's where it's at. Are we going to play next year, you think? Do you think we have that kind of skill? That's got to be a difficult contract to land. I don't even know how you guys manage that, but it definitely was a huge uh, PR boost because I had people coming through Odd looking for your albums, and I was like, I haven't even recorded an album yet. Oh, man, I don't know how I misunderstood that, but I thought that you were suggesting that we were going to play in the game. I was like, we're not qualified for that. That might be possible, too, but a lot of mage ball players have been doing mage balls since, like, the little leagues through high school. They go to college on a scholarship just for mage ball, but, like, they don't have any smarts, even though they're mages. That's weird. You got to be smart to be a mage, but... How smart, really? Maybe if we start practicing our skull throwing now, we could be pretty good by then. Maybe we could, you know, like how they have those like interludes whenever they let the kids come up and they'll, they'll be like, you can throw a skull through this flaming hoop. Maybe they'll let us do that, you know? While you guys are talking about the future of Dream Lancer and their athletic endeavors, you are slowly approaching a person on the road who's walking without a horse. You guys have Valerie, who's pulling a cart, and I think two people can ride that cart, but you have four of you and Lars, so I think two of you are walking. Maybe you all fit on the cart. I'll be walking. Yeah, I don't mind walking. But you're approaching this person from behind who seems way too tall to be a human, but they're wearing like a duster and this hat. It's got like the round top and the super wide brim. It looks like a sun hat, right? But it's supposed to be like a cool like cowboy hat. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was imagining Inspector Gadget, but I guess maybe. No, think like um light to mid tan color duster and hat uh, that match. I think the sun hat description helped, but then you just have to picture it not made out of like wicker or whatever and made out of like felt instead. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's not like leather. A leather hat? I don't think it's leather because the brim is wide. The outside brim is like, you know, almost two feet in diameter, like straight flat. And I don't think leather does that super well. I mean, that's what cowboy hats are like. Yeah, but cowboy hats have to curve so that they can maintain their shape. No, no, they're just steamed that way. 
Oh. Most cowboy hats today are made out of felt or straw, with straw being the summer material and felt being the winter material. Um, are we, how quickly are we approaching this stranger? Stranger is on foot and traveling, maybe even slow for a walking pace. You notice they're also walking with a long walking staff that might be about six or seven feet tall, but that's about, this person is about seven feet tall also. I'm just going to say, hey ho, coming around on your left when we're like a little bit too far away. All right, they stop and they turn around and you see this appears to be a human who just happens to be mega tall. He waves at you. Hello, travelers. And then waits like the awkward pause because you said it when you were like a little too far away. So like it's still too difficult to have a conversation from that far away. So he like waits a little bit to get closer. We speed up a little bit or I speed up a little bit. Me too. To try to pass him real quick and get away from him? Just because it's awkward. It feels like there's something hanging in the air. A little bit of tension. He says, uh, dangerous days to be traveling the roads. Oh, yeah? You must be a pack of brave heroes. Oh, yeah, man. We're so brave. What with the invasion and all? Uh, what, man? Who, who invaded who? You know, the invasion. Have you been living under a rock for six weeks? Just in a cabin. Oh. In the middle of nowhere. Is it a cabin under a rock? What's it to you? Why are you trying to find out about our cabin? Well, if you don't even know about the devil invasion, you have to be behind on current events. And that makes it dangerous to travel without a guide. We know about it. You must be pretty brave then, too, if you're traveling by yourself. At least we got, you know, a bunch of us in one group. Do you even know about the triple invasion? Excuse me? (laughs) See? You don't know everything. See, I'm an emissary for the commission out on a reconnaissance trip. Sweet. Uh, like, what, what are you doing then, you know? Yeah, what's a commission? The commission. Like, what's the commission? By the way, my name is Endelion. What are your names? Did you say Endelion? Endelion. Endelion. Cool, man. Well, I'm Wendy. Give him a little wave. Hello, Wendy. Strike a pose beside Wendy like we're a team, and I say... They call us Dream Lancer. Yeah, yeah, that's our band. I'm Scrapper. Wendy and the Dream Lancers. No, no, just Dream Lancer. That's not act. Yeah. Dornick says, oh, my name's Dornick. I'm a recording artist. Or uh, what, what do we call him? What do we call that person? I'm a mix master. Yeah, yeah, re- recording engineer. I'm a recording engineer. Psst, big guy, you gotta do the pose. Oh, I do. I do the pose, too. I look real tough and big. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a bass player in this band. Dream Lancer. Oh, yeah? What's your name? Oh, uh, I guess some people call me Kevin. Some people call you Kevin? Yeah. You can't trust people without names these days. The invasion and all. What? We already know that, but why don't you explain it just in case so we're on the same page? You sound like you don't know about the invasion. Yeah. Yeah, we just told you we've been in a cabin for six weeks. This is crazy. And I told you about a new invasion that you didn't even know about. Yeah, wait a minute. And this is Lars. Hi, Lars. And then Lars goes, hi, hi, hi. And and Delion looks at Lars quickly and he goes, your giant gerbil dog talks? Sure does. And Lars goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Smart. And Delian says, does your horse talk? Only to me. You're just going to have to wait to find out, you know? That would be absurd. 
So you were going to tell us about some invasion or something? The devil invade. You guys don't know about the devil invasion. I, I, man, I think you just don't listen. I have a lot of knowledge that I can partake upon you to help you survive in the current climate. Sick, bruh. Political climate, not, not biome. Rain. All right, you want you want to walk and talk? You want to just you know you want to impart that knowledge to us on the side of the road? What what do you want to do here? He continues walking. Now at a more brisk pace to try to match the pace you were traveling. All right. We will, you know, go alongside him. I look at him. Is he struggling? Like he's on stilts. He's not actually just a tall man. He, uh, after a small conversation um, with this person, you have decided it's actually just an extremely tall human. Okay. Um, He has that thing that like, uh, you know how tall people kind of walk like tall people? Yeah. He does that. Like they might blow over in the wind. Like you think that like late in life he's gonna have like knee and ankle pain? Does How he old seem, is he? Now? I thought he was old. He's already yeah. old. He probably has. He walks like he has at least aggravating knee and ankle pain, maybe hip pain. Sucks. That's not good. I don't know what it's like to be tall. So if you're tall, tweet at us and tell us what parts of you hurt. Just tweet just the part that hurts, though. No context. I expect to get a lot of tweets to say knees, ankle, back. Tips of my hair. Eyeballs. I think you're thinking of boobs, Emily, not tallness. I think that your back hurts from being tall, too, because I think when you are tall, you probably feel like, oh, I'm tall. And so then you hunch over and that gives you back pain. I'm not tall and my back always hurts, but okay. that might just be because I'm old or something. All those sit-ups you do every day. You know how you can tell someone's old when they talk about second edition all the time, like it's a current event or like in the recent past. <laughs> Or even fourth edition, really, for that matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when people refer to fifth edition as new, they're old. Okay, so we're walking with this bro. Is he going to tell us or what? It's important. Your name is important because devils guard their names as they are their greatest treasure. Really? For they are their greatest weakness. Oh, just like if you know their name, you can kill them. You can use their name as a weapon against them. Ah, interesting. That's good to know. So you know nothing of the devil invasion. I want to come clean. We don't know anything about it except for we saw one devil like six weeks and a day ago. Some hapless fool somehow managed to unleash an extremely powerful devil into the land formerly known as Inganalia. And that devil somehow has been summoning more of their horde and has been collecting territories by deposing rulers and is leaving the world in shambles in their wake. What's it called now? Instead of Inganalia then. Yeah, I couldn't help but notice that you said formerly known as Inganalia. Oh, I forgot. You've been under a rock for six weeks. The devil horde invaded the capital city and killed the queen and took her throne. Yikes. And killed all the royal guards. Every single one? That like weird pseudo race of like Spartans. The macho dudes from Inganalian Outpost? Well, they were mostly from the capital city. Only some were from the Inganalian Outpost. Wow, there was like, the place was crawling with those dudes. These devils must be like real strong. These devils are no joke. They're pure evil in its most refined form. Did somebody else tell you that, or are you just like making some assumptions based on what you've seen? 
Yeah, what training do you have? This is knowledge that has been passed down by the commission for generations. Yeah, you mentioned this commission before. I have never heard of them. The commission is an organization to prevent devil invasions. Well, you guys aren't doing a great job. We were caught by surprise. We thought we had all of the possible entrances of a devil invasion covered, but somebody in Leiden managed to pull off some sort of soul-shifting spell that had some sort of trade-off with a devil. Guys, I think that might have been, um, what was that guy who's a bad guitar player for a terrible band? Dead old Johnny. Was it dead old Johnny? Johnny Necrotic. It seems to be such a powerful pact that it had to have an extremely strong motivation, like love or revenge. Wasn't he revenging us? I don't think it was us. I don't think that you revenge someone. I think you get revenge on someone. Or maybe so. he was revenging you two, but not me, because I was new to the band. Yeah, but you're part of Dreamlancer now, so yeah, you know well, where we go one, we go all. So that means that I'm saddled with your revenges? Oh, yeah. You're getting revenged. Oh, I guess that's only fair. We're the Revengers now. That's, that name's taken. The Re-Revengers. You notice as you're walking and he's telling you this story, which is taking a long time, apparently. You're in, like, farmlands, kind of. But all of the farms appear to be unkempt and overgrown. Some of them even seem to be blighted. And as you travel, it seems to be getting worse. Hey, do you guys notice that it seems like maybe we're headed towards uh, the center of the problem here? Was this like this on the way in? I don't remember. Dornick's like, oh, I don't think you guys came this way um, because you came from Dreskbit and I came from Audot. Oh, okay. Was it like this? I don't remember it being this way, but I was. I met you at the cabin. I was there like seven weeks ago. I'm starting to believe this guy. And Delian, what's up with all this blight and... It looks like nobody's taking care of these farms. And Delian says, yes, this is why I was headed to Jinville. It seems that it may have been usurped by a devil. What happened to all the people? Hard to say without reconnoitering. What? Oh, that's a fancy word. It means finding reconnaissance. Well, reconnoiter, don't you? Doesn't reconnoiter mean to like gather after yeah. the yeah. reconnaissance? Wait, what? You go on reconnaissance, and then we'll reconnoiter. It definitely means, like, regroup. Reconnoiter. The internet is a magical place filled with information. No, it's to make a military observation. I never heard that word before. Anyway, that's why the commission sent me out here. What are you going to do? Just all on your own, some? You must be, like, pretty powerful. All reconnaissance. No engagement until oh, okay. further well, information is found. What happens if the devil engages you, though? Then you get married? Disengage, yeah. Disengagement. Oh, Wendy, you don't want to marry a devil. You never want to marry a devil. I learned that the hard way 20 years ago. Still working through the divorce paperwork, huh? That's not true. I don't even know if I'm 20 years old. You might want to figure that out. I don't know. Do shifter? What's like the sh average shifter lifespan? I thought they were like a young race. Yeah, but also so are changelings. It says shifters mature both physically and emotionally reaching young adulthood at 10. Yeah. They rarely live to be more than 70. 
How old are you, Shifter? Whoa. You can't just address someone with their race. Are you asking me in character or are you asking no, me I'm just asking to know? No, I'm asking you as, uh, as Emily. How old are you, Brayton? Character. I just want to remind everybody, I'm not actually a shifter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Staff is actually 22. But how old are you, Brayton? I'm 35 years old. I understand the confusion. How old is 22 in a... What are you, really? Not a shape, shapeshifter? Changeling. 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 How old is 22 for a changeling? Just adult? Yeah, it's like young, it's like young adult. So it's similar to human? Yeah. Anyway, back to the dungeons. Something about Jinville. That's the last word I wrote down. Jinville starts with a J, by the way. It's not Jin like the drink. Damn it. It's Jin like the person named Jin. Come on, the last one was Inganalian Outpost. We're not metagamers, Brayton. But like a, a, a Jin, a genie is spelled with a D. I'm just saying. like It's also not spelled with a D. Yeah, Nora's bringing up a good point. You can also spell Jin just like J-I-N-N. Or with a D, or without. They're both the same word. I'm just saying that's the most uncommon spelling that I would think of, based on the English language. What about the Inganalian language, though? I don't know. I'm not an expert. Think less like air spirits that grant wishes, and more like this sweet dude with fire pants that will kick you in the head. Fire pants? Okay. Yeah. All right, so, Jinville. It might have been usurped by a devil. That's why all the farms are crapping out. And who knows where the people are? We should go down that house. I point to the nearest farmhouse and say, we should go down and check out, see if the people are okay down there. Why don't you send Lars ahead and then we'll see what happens. Oh, I'll send Crow. He's way faster and smarter. Okay. Are you staying on the road? So the house is set back from the road a bit because there's like a field around it where, you know, crops are. And there's a road that heads up to the house that's got trees next to it. There aren't a ton of trees around in the farmland, but there's like 
a row of trees on either side of the road to like demark what is and is not a road and to also provide some shade for pedestrians that goes up to the farmhouse that's probably 150 feet from the road that you're on. Okay. If I send Crow down there, can I like look through his eyeballs? Um, isn't there a range on that? Do you know what the range is? Also, is Crow just with you forever? Like, till he, he dies? Okay. You can resummon a new familiar and disperse Crow. Can he die of old age? No. Uh, Crow is a fae spirit that is incarnated as a raven. Okay. It says, when your familiar is within 100 feet of you. All right. So, so I think I'm going to go 50 feet. And okay. send him 100 feet from there so that he can go check it out. And then you have to not see through your eyes to see through. Yeah. So I tell everybody, I'm like, will you guys come down with me and protect me in case, like, I don't know, wolves get me? You know, I don't really want to get eaten alive. What? Wolves get me? Get me? Oh. Like, will you yeah, come we'll with me? we'll tell you if wolves get you. I'm just going to go 50 feet that way so that way I can use my special connection vision. I'll go with you. I'll watch your back. Thanks. I'll stay here and watch the cart. Smart. And Delon says, I'll go stand guard over your body for you. Cool. Dornick says, maybe I'll just hang at the, uh, I'm hiding at the wagon. I'll keep Valerie safe. Sounds good. With my, and then he touches his belt. He's like, um. With your belt. Very smart. Fists. I hand him my axe. Is it like a wood chopping axe or like a fighting axe? It's my hand axe. It's like. I use it for fighting. Oh, yeah. It's for hands. Yeah, you got you gotta use this in your hands, bro. Oh, I thought it was for chopping off hands. He takes it from you and holds it in uh slightly awkward. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll I'll keep the cart safe, guys. Okay. Me and Scrapper. And Lars. And Lars is like, protect. Yeah, good boy. I give a scratch in the ear. I'm gonna bite their heads off. Yeah, get them. Dornick's like, that's like the most complicated sentence I've heard Lars say ever. Violence brings out his intelligence. Endelon says, yeah, I uh, don't know if I've ever seen a giant gerbil, let alone a giant gerbil that says complex sentences. So this whole thing's kind of strange for me. Let's go down the road a little bit. All right, we go down 50 feet-ish. All right, you walk down until you're confident you're roughly 100 feet from the farmhouse. You send Crow the Raven? Yes. Hey there, groupies. Brayton here. Thanks for coming back week after week, every single week until the day you die to listen to Bardic Mystery Tour. We really appreciate the support. Remember, you can go to bardicmysterytour.com to find out anything that we're doing. That includes links to our music that you can find on Spotify or Pandora or Apple Music or I don't know. There's a whole long list, but just look wherever you listen to music, look and see. It's probably there. It also links you to Patreon where you can go and support us financially so that one day we can quit our day jobs, although I think that we're at least a couple weeks away from that. Now it's time to get back to the show. See you next week. All right, looking through the eyes of Crow the Raven, you fly toward the farmhouse. It looks like it is in disrepair. It looks like maybe more than six weeks of disrepair. It seems unnaturally decayed for it being only roughly six weeks that you believe it has been uninhabited. But the door is open and swinging. There's like a hole in the roof. It's like a little two-room at best farmhouse. It's not very complex. All right, I'm going to send Crow flying up to the hole in the roof to look down in. All right. It has a porch on the front with a uh, rocking chair. You fly to the hole and you look inside the farmhouse. 
Um, I don't know. There's farmhouse stuff in there. Two beds and a table with dirty dishes on it. There are like gnats flying everywhere. There are rats eating the scraps of food off the dishes that were left on the table. Can you smell through your familiar? I don't know, but I want to switch to listen. Can birds smell? Can birds smell? I know birds can't taste capsaicin. That's why they can spread pepper seeds, because they can eat it. Yeah, of course birds can smell. Look at this Google search. It says, researchers have now provided genetic evidence that many bird species have well-developed sense of smell. What about That's ravens? Canon. I'm not going to Google if ravens can smell. What's the next question? So I don't have to switch. I just see and hear. Like I just am possessing him, basically, I guess. Okay. Aside from the swarming flies and gnats. It sounds actually kind of peaceful. Okay. I wasn't sure if there would be like creepy, ominous humming from some weird place in there. Yeah, no. Some weird glowing stone oozing blood out of it, you know. It may sound slightly more eerie than normal because a lot of the normal nature sounds that aren't insects are missing. Like you don't hear birds or it's not like there are chipmunks on a farm that much. I don't know. Chipmunks aren't that loud either. Horses. Yeah, no horses. Goats. You don't hear like wind blowing in the like tall grass because all of the plants are dying. The ground has like a general like gray tone instead of like a green tone. All right. Um, I switch back over to seeing myself and have Crow come back and I tell these guys what I saw. I'm like, it's not worth going down there. Everything's dead and rotting, falling apart. It seems like it's been decaying longer than six weeks. So I don't know if it was already shut down or if it's rotting faster than it's supposed to because of like devil magic. I didn't mention it, but the trees also don't have leaves on them. All the leaves are on the ground. But instead of having the like reddish tones of fallen leaves in the autumn, they're all like grayish. All right. I head back over. You guys coming? Yeah. I ask Indelian what his plan was to sneak up to this town. Sneak up? I was going to walk in there and see what was going on. Oh, I thought you said you were reconnaissance only. So you wanted to like just see what was happening, but not put yourself in harm's way. Look, subterfuge isn't my style. I was just going to go in, get my information and leave. But what if there's a devil there that is like, no, you can't leave. And then he kills you. I just feel like you haven't thought this through all the way. Just assume I'm powerful enough. Hey, do you think that uh, all this rotting vegetation is because there's a devil in Jinsville or Jinville? I think that's a pretty safe assumption. This blight seems to be supernatural. Like you think if we kill a devil, it'll all turn back to fine? Or you think it's just toast and there's no amount of help? What usually happens to a town, I think is what Kevin's trying to ask. Yeah. Like, are all the people dead in this town? Here's something that's important to understand about the distinction between devils and demons. Because a lot of us prime material plane going people just kind of lump devils and demons in together. But you see, the thing is, demons are chaotic at their core. And all they want is murder and pillaging and death. Oftentimes, demons, because they are generally immortal... They know their time on the material plane is limited, 
So they just want to do what they can. And then when they get slain, they go back to the abyss and they just hang out there until they come back again sometime. They never have a plan. They don't want to like conquer anything. But the devils, the devils are organized. They have a whole hierarchy and they come here with a plan. They're trying to literally invade the prime material plane. And every devil is different and they all kind of have their own thing they're doing. So it's difficult to say what happens when a devil takes over an area, but they generally want the subservience of the populace. They don't generally want to kill all the people. Although despite still being evil, they still, you know, relish in killing indiscriminately, but they also often do it for like fear as a kind of respect because they have this hierarchy. Whatever devil exists in this town probably answers to another devil. I need to know the Venn diagram middle piece of devils and demons. Evil. Both evil. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you want everything that's in there? They both come in like creepy, weird forms. Although demons are more likely to be like wacky shaped, whereas devils are more likely to be humanoid at their base and just have like claws or spines or knives as part of their body versus demons are like made of lava and like weird shit. But like that's kind of just generalizations because there's some pretty weird looking devils and they're pretty some pretty normal looking demons. Do you think the people in these towns and stuff are captured somewhere then if their plan is to rule over all these people so some devils are into like enslaving a populace but ruling a populace with physical might isn't necessarily the main way a devil is going to control its population they still want free minds that choose them it like for there's something about it that like just that's what they love is like being worshipped and respected in any, any way you respect them, whether it's fear, whether it's worship. How do they feel about music? Do they enjoy music? I'm sure there are devils that enjoy music. The trick is every devil, even in a category of devils, every devil is their own thing. They all have, you know, every every person is unique, right? Devils show uniqueness more than, say, demons would. But, like, demons are still all unique and they all have their own wants and stuff. But, like, usually their wants are, like, eat people's arms versus eat people's legs. Like, that's, like, the same thing to us. We don't care. They just want to, like, kill and maim and torture. Devils want to, like, break down the emotional spirit of people and force them into, like, subservience. Do you think that a devil is more likely to buy a lot of copies of her album or a group of people who are helped to escape from the devil's clutches? I mean, here's the thing. The devil, if they're subservient to the devil, he can make all the people buy a copy of her album. That's an if, though. We don't know if they are, you know? I mean, we definitely wouldn't. um, And then I elbow Wendy in the ribs a little bit. We definitely wouldn't side with the devil. You know, Dream Lancer doesn't stand for that kind of thing we're not robert johnson over here yeah but do we take side with the townspeople either i mean it's really none of our business we're just here to play some music yeah but we gotta have fans i will say this andelian if you're looking for a group of you know capable musicians to maybe help you do some reconnaissance here to help you reconnoiter this town 
we could stay on the same road with you as we get a little closer. Uh, honestly, I'm much better on my own. I don't mind giving you guys some guidance as you've been living under a rock for six weeks. But um, probably I'm just going to scope this town out and head to the next. So, okay. Well, if you ever needed uh, some nice road music, um, Dornick, do you have like a card you can give him so you can like mail in for one of the matrices when they're done? Can you can we pre-order oh, yeah, absolutely. It? Dornick gives Indeli on a card that says... Uh, was there a name to his studio? Whatever it was. I think so. Yeah, so if you just look that up next time you're passing through Audot, I'm sure it'll probably be done being produced by then. And Delion goes, oh, uh, thanks. I'll check it out. And make sure to point out like exactly the name of it and the, the address. Like, see, see right there is the address, so you can... Yeah, oh, yeah. You won't he's miss like, it that way. You're trying to point out as he's like putting it in his pocket. He's like, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right, well, don't forget Dreamlancer. Best, Best band. band in... Inganalia. Can I see that card again? He pulls it back out. Inganalia on it. Yeah, yeah, it says Inganalia on it. You gotta fix that. Well, we'll figure that out later. You know, obviously. Yeah, printed materials are hard to update, dude. You know, things change. You expect us to just throw away this whole set of cards? You know, it's only been six weeks. One of the strange turns of events that happened during the Devil Invasion. Was rumor had it there was going to be a rebellion, but it seems like the devils don't want to vie for power against anyone. And not only did they crush the empire, they seem to have also destroyed the entire rebellion. Yikes. Oh, we're not upset about that. I mean, did they kill the princess? What princess? The Rebel princess. There was a rebel princess? No. Yeah, we don't everyone know knows that. about that. And I elbow Wendy in the ribs real hard. Well, it was uh, nice knowing you. You're going to go forward on your own? or? Oh, yeah, you don't want to walk with me to the town? Oh, yeah, sure. We can walk together. Sure, sure. You don't have to. I can slow down if you want to get away from me. No, let's walk and talk. What are your okay. interests, man? My interests? He reaches in his uh, giant duster and he pulls out like a bag of Fritos that he like unrolls the, it was like folded over, fold rolled, you know what I mean? He opens it up and it's just like, uh, you can just smell like the chili coming from his like walking taco and he just starts eating his walking taco. I don't know about this guy. So you're telling me your interests are eating on the go or? No, no. I am interested in... The occult and devils. Are you a devil? I'm not a devil. Is Indelion even your name, man? Indelion is my name. Do I need to use my crystal of truth? Yeah. Show us your license. There's no need to get out the crystal of truth. We believe them. What's this licensing authority? I want to know what the crystal of truth is. Get it out so I can know, man. He pulls out this crystal. Oh, that's a nice one. He says the command word. Stand behind Lars. The only thing I can think of saying right now is Veritas. But like, that's a stupid, boring one. So maybe he says something cooler, but we're sticking with that right now. And it begins to glow. And he raises his chin and he looks down on you from his extremely high stature. And whoa, he says, whoa, whoa. How tall is he? Because I might be taller than him. Oh, yeah. Wait, he's like seven feet tall. Okay. How tall are you? Uh, it's on here somewhere. Hang, just give me like 20 minutes. Look in the height section. I think it's on the people piece of paper that's not in here. Oh. Say twenty minutes. It takes you twenty minutes to Did find you, the height on your character. It's, not, it's sheet. Did in you the other take room. Part oh. of your character sheet to a different room. 
Well, the part that matters is this part with like all the stuff on it. Your whole character sheet's important. Yeah, but it's not one sheet, so I just you know different parts have different. Yeah, but you can of carry more than one piece of paper in your hand at one time. No, I, I can't. <laughs> what kind of madman would separate their character sheet? I feel like I should go get it, but also I want to be here for you to berate me. So just let me know when you're done. Your friend's mom is going to write a grocery list on the back of it and lose it somewhere. It's going to be gone, and you have to make a new character. Not you're like only I know have where a character. it is. It's next to Flo. That's the end of Dieto PepsiCo. Womp womp. All right. It's been a while since I didn't say I was three feet tall. 20 minutes later. I am seven foot nine. Wait, Kevin is seven foot nine. Wow. So how's he going to look uh, down on me? Fine. Maybe he's looking at his wiener. He's looking down on my wiener. Yeah, he still wants the aesthetic of like chin raised down look condescension. So he just kind of looks like at your like chest. Does he have glasses? Because he could just like look over the glasses. No, no glasses. Okay. He holds the glowing crystal. He tilts his head back. He looks down. He says, I am Andelion from the commission. And then he looks you straight in the eye. How does that work, man? Can I, can I try it? Do I just hold it or? It makes his own truth. Oh, how big is the zone of truth? Uh, 24 radius? How big is the zone of truth? I'm Kevin, man. But I don't really like names. Is that the truth? Yeah. I'm Wendy. But also, my full name is Soft Wind in the Trees. It's a 15-foot radius. There's, a, there's a, a wisdom saving throw for that, right? Charisma saving throw. Did we unwittingly put staff in a zone of truth? Yeah, staff is in a zone of truth. I got a 21 on my charisma saving throw. Yeah, I'm sure it's like 12 or something. You're fine. Did you say anything? No, I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> All right. Dornick says, I'm Dornick Half-Dragon of Audot. And then Indelion looks at Staff and he says, you must prove the truth. Speak your name or a devil you may be. I'm Scrapper, the guitar player for Dream Lancer. I think he can tell that... Um, that you passed it. That I resisted it. Oh, roll a deception check. I got a deception of 19. And Delion says, he says some word and it stops glowing and he puts it back and he says, well, it's not 100%, but it works pretty well. You generally seem like non-devils to me. Yeah, man. We're just a rock and roll band, so unless you think that rock and roll is the devil's music. A popular opinion among the prudes of old Inganalia. Yeah, those people are dumb. Doesn't Delion suspect Dreamlancer to be devils? What is causing this awful blight on the land? What has become of Dreamlancer's friends in the rebellion? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. It's the Bardic Mystery Tour.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.